Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 231 of the Tudor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people. I'll be with you every step of the way as you start, grow and love your tutoring business the same way I've done mine, whilst hopefully helping you to stay fairly sane and having a great deal of fun in the process. I'm going to keep things as simple as possible, no jargon, no buzzwords, no BS with the simple intention of helping you to make more money, make more of a difference to your clients, and stay positive and in control of your life. So let's crack on. Today I want to talk about the mind games that you have to play with your students. Because I really believe that teaching is essentially a mind game. I'm a guitar teacher. There is a high level of practical skill in that. But first you've got to deal with the mind. It's the same when I'm doing anything else, when I'm training people, coaching or mentoring, it's all in the mind. And I'm teaching guitar, bass guitar, music theory or keyboard. I'm actively engaged in creating change for my students, sort of leading and conjoling them towards competence on the physical skills and then mastery. Not just of the instrument though, but mastery of themselves. Same when I'm coaching my property entrepreneur clients, I'm changing them. I'm helping them to become more successful in property and to help them become who and what they want to become. To do that, you have to teach them how to master their emotions, master their decision-making process, and ultimately to be completely in control of their own mind. And it's the same when I'm doing business strategy, coaching and training. I'm helping people to start and grow their own businesses. I'm changing them into the sort of people that they would need to be to have the success they want. So what? Well, whichever of those fields I'm engaged in, and whenever you and I are teaching, coaching or mentoring, it's all about that change process. The teaching process is essentially pretty consistent regardless of the material that you're conveying it's all about making change it's all about shaping and changing people's minds for the better because before a student or a client can effectively absorb and use the information we're trying to put across to them the mind has to be ready to receive it and i always say where the mind goes the body follows and it all begins with the core of the psyche as I see it and the core the center of the mind is the students or clients identity this is who they believe themselves to be their sense of identity will embody all sorts of beliefs ideas of morality and ethics, ideas of worthiness, of talent, or more often the lack of it. 
and what they believe is right and proper for them. That identity is a citadel. It's fiercely guarded. It's incredibly resistant to change. And it's defended tenaciously at all times. See, the minute we begin to attempt to engender change, we're putting their sense of who they are under existential threat. And that's big and it's scary. This is why I think that dealing with people's sense of identities and the mind games that you'll need to play to, to modify that and to advance it and improve things, that's why I think the greatest day-to-day -day challenge is to get past those defences to somehow plant the bomb of understanding and enlightenment and to change the student's sense of who they are so that learning is right, proper and even possible for them. The good news is that you'll be able to pick up on who they currently think they are just by listening. Everything they say and everything they do will outwardly declare those beliefs, those morals, the sense of limitation and ideas that they have about themselves. All you have to do is listen and watch. If we just listen, we'll understand the map they're navigating by. It's their belief map of the world. It's conveyed in their language. When they tell you, I am, listen close. When they tell you that I can't, or I've never, I could never, I have no, whatever it is that they're going to tell you they don't know. Everything they say and everything they do will tell you who they think they are. That's intelligence in a sort of military, governmental kind of way. That's the intelligence that we can use to challenge, undermine and subvert their mind stuff. Because guys, if your student or your client's mind is a complete mess, you're going to get nowhere fast with them. And after 23 years teaching guitar and years of business coaching now, I'm absolutely convinced that the difference that makes all the difference is the story they're telling themselves in their mind about who they are and what's possible for a person like them. You see, within the guitar teaching domain, what I've noticed is that bodies are generally pretty similar. They all have the same number of fingers, a couple of opposed thumbs, and you know the associated physiology that goes with that. So how is it that some students rapidly absorb information whilst others seem to sort of bat it away like a ninja warrior parrying my incoming blows of, of information and knowledge? It's all in the mind. It's absolutely all in the mind. Where the mind goes, the body follows. You know, for example, let's say we've got student A. Student A comes from a musical family and... It's a 
of social expectation within the family that he or she will play some kind of instrument. You may get student B who's never played a musical instrument but's always wanted to. They've been holding back because they believe they don't have any talent. And then the third student, student C, has been playing for ages, decades even, and is still struggling. They've got year upon year of first-hand proof of how bloody hard it is to play guitar. Simple question, guys. Who's going to fare the best as a student? Well, it's not going to be student C, the experienced, played for decades and still struggling kind of guy. Because he's going to have to completely recalibrate his idea of who he is as a player. And that's going to be slow and painful process. You see, they've been doing it, you know, in some cases even 50 to 60 years, they've been awful. They have an entrenched understanding that they are rubbish on the guitar. They're the hardest people to teach. And yet you would think that if they have experience and some understanding, it would be fairly simple to modify that. It is, but you have to start with the mind. You have to work on that first. And that's a bit of a weird out for them. And it's not what I expected to be having to do to get the kind of changes I want for my students. Now, student B... This is one with the, the lack of belief in any kind of talent. And they've never played before. You're actually going to have to build up their sense of identity as a player from scratch. Little by little. Or better still, big chunks at a time. These identity changes are very difficult. They're very hard to accept because you suddenly find out you were wrong about who you thought you were. Particularly if you've been running the same mental tape round and round on a loop in your brain for decades. And then the student A. This is the one from the musical family and, you know, socially around them, everyone plays something. They'll probably be a doddle. They're already mentally primed to follow in the family tradition and most likely they're going to learn quickly because they think it's in their genes. That's, that's not a bad place to come from. It's a sense of identity that they're inherently musical. When I'm working with the other guys, I have to get across the idea that we're all inherently musical. Expectation will pretty much determine how things go. And this is why I often give students and clients a a personalised short script or an affirmation statement to take away and read out loud, relating their learn to play guitar or, in the case of the property clients, to build their portfolio and in the, the business strategy uh, domain how to see themselves as the sort of person who builds their business up. And it all starts with the words, I am. You see, when somebody says out loud the words, I am, their brains perk up because they're really interested in themselves. We all are. The words that follow, I am, are pretty crucial. Let's suppose that I have a student 
who says, I'm a very fast learner, and this is going to become second nature to me. Well, that's going to be cool, because everyone who says the words, I am, and then tells you something about who they believe themselves to be, will try to prove themselves right. I'll say that again. Whenever you say, I am, the words that follow it are important because you will try to make them right. You will try to make them true for you. So if you follow the words, I am, with negative stuff, when I'm tone deaf and I have no sense of rhythm, I am not musical. They're going to try and prove that. That's very deep. If you follow that with something positive, such as, I am learning quickly. I'm happy. I am healthy. I am a pretty good guitar player. I am an eager guitar student who loves to play every day. I am moving effortlessly around the fretboard. Positive words like that, they will massively affect the outcome because the student, the client, is going to try and make those words come true. And that will be reflected in the way that they move their bodies, the way they talk. It all comes out. You know, the body shapes the mind, the mind shapes the body. It doesn't matter in which order you do it. You can get them to move in a certain way, in the way that a competent player or a relaxed, smooth player would move, or the way a confident person would stand, for instance. And that will affect how they think. If you want to try this at home, don't do this if you're driving, please. Stand up really straight. Throw your shoulders back. Puff your chest out. Stick your chin in the air. And say it loud, I'm strong, powerful, and confident. And hold that pose for 30 seconds and say it again. I'm strong, powerful, and confident. Notice how that changes the mood instantly. Right, now sit down. Slump your shoulders forward and drop your head onto your chest. And in a sad, miserable, depressed voice, say, I'm sad, I'm miserable, I'm unhappy. And just notice how that changes your mood. It's, it's amazingly powerful, amazingly simple, and yet very few people I know understand that all you have to do to change your mood, to change the way you think, is to move your body in a way consistent with the thought process and the sense of character that you want for yourself. So let's get back to the main theme. Stand up again, puff your chest out, shoulders back, chin in the air and say, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm capable, I'm able, I'm a great teacher. And hold that state. Use your body to take your mind where you want it to go. Use that with your students. 
they're going to get a bit weirded out first because they didn't expect that. And this incident is a really good thing because let's say my students see the guy who's been playing for decades and is still struggling. Let's say he shows up and the first thing he expects from me as a guitar teacher is he's going to be shown some cool riffs or licks. But I have to spend the first hour or so, the very first session, it's all about getting a sense of where they are mentally and to begin the process of reprogramming their mental software, to upgrade it to something more helpful and more useful to them. And that means they might have been wrong for 60 years. This is why I get a lot of essentially old, older guys having little hissy fits and tantrums, a lot of swearing, a lot of foot stamping, a lot of tears, as they realise the stuff they've been doing, you know, in some cases for 50 and 60 years. That's what's been holding them back as guitar players. It's not that they're dumb or stupid or untalented. It's just they've got some really unhelpful habits. And that's changed the way they thought about themselves. Now I have to change them again. They'll confront them with a different reality. That's why, in certainly in my teaching room, and you may well have experienced this yourself if you're a skilled teacher, physical skill teacher is people will look at you with awe and say you make it look so easy and of course I don't make it look easy you can't really deceive people that way what you can do is show them the reality of how easy things can be and that is a complete weird out for them because all, all they've ever seen is a bunch of face pulling rock and roll buffoons making simple fingertip movements on the guitar look like they're in a death match with a writhing dragon. I'm talking about the guitar hero bullshit. And it's in the mind. People have been told how difficult that is. And it's just nonsense. If you want to find out more about it, go read my book, Nine Weird Things Guitarists Do. It's on Amazon. Go help yourself, knock yourself out. If you teach the instrument, for God's sake, read the book. It's a confession of all the stupid things I used to believe about guitar playing, which are utterly untrue. Anyway, back to the story. So most of my intro sessions with students and with new people especially, I'm figuring out their mind stuff. I'm not a mind reader, but I'm a good listener. And I listen to to my students' speech patterns. It'll be a great source of clues and information to me. I'll also be trying to figure their body language out. I studied this quite a lot. Um, the behavior panel on YouTube are an excellent source of nonverbal communication information. Um, they're wonderful. <laughs> so, it's, read your students' body language listen to their verbal language it's a very fast and effective way to to get into their mind so you can tailor your language your behavior to move them into a better space mentally you can do a lot of really good work one-to-one -one 
this way. Just listen, just listen, tweak their mind stuff. Ask them to use a different verb or even the tense of a verb. When someone says, I am, and then they give you a, a negative statement, or I have never, and they say things like, I can't, get them to use the word but afterwards. When they say, I can't keep time, stick the word but on the end of it. I can't keep time. But it's getting better. And then use the word and after that. So I can't keep time, but it's getting better. And it won't be long before I'm keeping great time and laying down a, a really good groove. This sort of mental playfulness where you're in and messing with people's minds, it's what we do on a daily basis. Everything's a mind game. It's not just engaging with the physical skills when I'm teaching guitar or with the numbers in the spreadsheet when I'm teaching property or with the ideas in marketing when I'm helping people with their business. That's why the custom script, the idea of affirmation statement will, if they use it, help to groove in these changes. They're often deep, profound, and life-changing for the good of the student. I really believe that as, as tutors, coaches, teachers, mentors, we've got to be playing mind games all the time with our students and clients because everything is a mind game. Whatever happens inside us will greatly influence what happens outside of us. As within, so without, as above, so below. You've heard that in lots of spiritual traditions, I'm sure. So if we can manage the mind of the student, we can get in there, engage in the game and, and help them to win it for themselves. We're going to be better teachers. If we're not doing that, we're not going to be anything like as able to help our students to get what they want as quickly or as effectively. So guys, go out there, go play mind games, go play, stay useful. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you all because I'm here to learn as well as share what I've learned so far. So email me. It's info at .com or hit me up on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. And if you haven't already done so, like and subscribe to the show. Maybe even leave a review. And I'll be back next week with some more ideas, more tips to help you to start, grow, and love your tutoring business just like I love mine. Now, I hope this podcast has got you thinking. I hope it's been some help. So, at least until next time, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.